0: This edition of The Standard Podcast is brought to you by Iberostar Hotels and Resorts. Hi, I'm
1: John Weeks.
0: And I'm Juliet Kinsman.
1: And this is the sustainable travel podcast the world needed, don't you think? We're laying out the tips which up your positive impact
0: and reduce your negative impact. But what does that mean? Well, it means looking at how our holidays and our work trips... Take advantage of every opportunity to be more considerate of nature and kinder to local communities, as well as thinking about ways to leave more of our money with the good guys. We're speaking to people in the know and we recommend the articles you need to read as featured in the standard sustainable travel campaign.
1: Let's get into it. So Juliet, the headline is, we need to travel. My question is why?
0: Well, I'm going to answer it on on an individual level. We might need a holiday for our mental health. We really want something to look forward to, need to see family, spend quality time with friends.
1: But what about those who perhaps feel guilty about going away on holiday?
0: That's my specialisation is giving ideas for, for people to be able to travel in a way that they don't have to feel guilty. And
1: as you've mentioned in a previous episode, One in 10 people are actually employees in tourism, and that's due to go up. Why is that increase? about to happen.
0: So the WTTC, that's the World Travel and Tourism Council, gave that statistic back in 2019. Um, It obviously slumped a little, but it's back on course. And actually, as more and more people start traveling around the world, if you look at India, China, the growth in the middle classes there, those people want to explore. Well, that's going to be a huge amount of people being employed in tourism. And that is why we need to travel better,
1: And what do you mean by better?
0: (laughs) Well, it means exactly that, reducing all all the environmental impact and upping the social positive socio-economic impact.
1: And we know a lot of places can't survive without tourism. The close-to-home example I'm thinking of is, of course, the Isle of Wight, What destinations really couldn't cope without it? Is it exclusively islands like the Isle of Wight, but also places like the Maldives and Aruba?
0: Shout out to my daughter's grandparents on the Isle of Wight. Lovely destination. <laughs> you've got Tapnell Farm there and Tom's Eco Lodge, great eco travel. But yes, of course, you've got lots of island nations and island destinations that are totally reliant on tourism. The challenge is with some of those is they require aviation and flying and they also run on diesel, dirty diesel generators. So if we look at the whole world, I always think the main aim when you're thinking about sustainable travel is to get money from those who have money to those that don't, particularly in destinations that are most vulnerable to climate. Now, on our doorstep, we've got Portugal, Spain, Greece, Italy, heavily reliant on our spending power as travellers. We've also got far-flung destinations. The Philippines totally relies on it.
1: And are there places like Las Vegas and Macau, which are actually on the sort of top end of places that rely on tourism?
0: Well, yes, they definitely employ people in tourism. The thing is, you want to think about, are you giving your money to a destination that is also doing good with it, and they really, really need it. Both of those examples, really, they get a lot of dollars in from from gambling. A better metric might be looking at how people in a poorer country are really benefiting from wealth distribution. Countries in Africa that really, really will rely on tourism money might be Madagascar. One job for every tourist, that's the equivalent of. Wow. I'm thinking of all those really high-end luxury safari lodges in parts of Africa, Southern Africa, East Africa, where every tourist could essentially be paying enough money to be keeping eight to ten people in a job.
1: That's it. And you mentioned actually in episode one, when it comes to supporting people, you talked about empowering women through spending while on holiday. Can you sort of quantify just how much travel does support women across the world specifically?
0: So in sustainability, we talk about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And Randy from the GSTC mentioned that in episode three. So the fifth Sustainable Development Goal is to achieve gender equality and the empowerment of all women and girls. Now, at the moment, 54% of the global tourism workforce is female, but there is a big gender wage pay gap. It's a bit lower in tourism than other sectors, but we still, we also need to see more women in leadership. There are lots of aspects of sustainability that aren't so obvious when you first look at it, but when you pull back the curtain, you see what makes all these businesses tick. That's when you really find out what they're doing to do more good than harm.
1: And you mentioned pulling back the curtain, and I understand you got your own sort of sneak peek of a hotel recently. What can you tell us about the Iberostar Hotel you went to
0: visit? So, yes, I went to Mallorca. I went to the Albufera Playa. And oh, they gave me such a tour of the kitchens, of the housekeeping, of their energy supply. Honestly, it's no wonder they won the Conde Traveller Spain's award this year in 2023 in the sustainable and eco category.
1: And that uh, sounds like quite an intense tour. Going back even, like you say, behind the scenes of the kitchen and the housekeeping. Yeah. I mean, what, what were the things that surprised you, I guess, most of all?
0: Well, I'll tell you what really surprised me was just meeting some of the members of the sustainability team. So imagine this is this is a group of 100 hotels globally. They're headquartered in Palmer, but they have a full-time team of 30 people just dedicated to sustainability.
1: Really? 30 yeah. people?
0: Yeah, I couldn't believe it. They even have a climate change manager. I love that. I've never heard of that as a job title before.
1: And just going back to one of the other areas you looked at, which I found interesting, you said you you gave in a tour of the kitchen. Was there anything particularly green going on behind the scenes there apart from the peppers and cucumbers?
0: (laughs) Um, So that's very good. There's lots of big green themes here. Do you remember how excited I got about an AI-powered piece of tech called Winnow?
1: Yes, to do with food waste.
0: That's right. Well, they have that. That's where I saw it in action. And that has managed to read how much... Well, see what people are eating, see maybe what they're leaving over so that they can manage what they're serving in their buffets. And it's leading to a reduction in food waste of 28%. So with any hotel group or any hotel in fact, what we really want them to be doing is measuring their energy, their water use, their waste, all of these factors so they can, well, reduce what they need to and set good goals to do even better.
1: So should we hear it from the horse's mouth then and speak with our sponsor, Iberostar?
0: Yes, that's a great idea. I'm actually pretty excited.
1: Joining us now is Megan Morikawa, Global Director of Sustainability from Iberostar Hotels and Resorts. So Megan, for Iberostar, what are the key things you focus on that link up with your sustainability goals that also let people enjoy their
2: holidays. So Iberistar is a beachfront resort and the ocean is a very clear part of our product. It's also very important to the family that owns this business and it also is at risk. And that's something that we can definitely see, whether it be through beach loss or sargassum blooms or coral bleaching events. So it's very obvious for us to have a focus around oceans, which is why in 2017, We began our wave of change movement that initially had a strong focus on a couple of areas. And now today is a pretty comprehensive programme that looks at circular economy, looks at responsible consumption of seafood and coastal health.
1: That's it. And you mentioned coastal health there. How do you keep the coastline healthy, Megan? (laughs)
2: It's a great question. So this is uh, one of the areas that I'm most passionate about. That doctor bit is because I have a PhD in marine biology from Stanford that initially was how I connected with Iberostar in about 2017 when Gloria Flusha came to our lab and was interested in ways that we could integrate coral reef restoration in a hospitality setting spent a year in one of our resorts in the Dominican Republic where we built a coral lab and a coral reef restoration program. And that was sort of the beginning for us to say, wow, we really need to take a comprehensive approach on asking the question of why it is that a business should be investing in, we call it the protection of ecosystem services. Um, We could translate that to a nature positive strategy. And so last year we launched at the UN Ocean Conference, what we call our coastal health roadmap, which substantiates that objective of having all ecosystems in improving ecological health in the places that we operate by 2030.
1: One of the elements you guys are using is... AI bins, which sound pretty mad on the face of it. Can you just tell us a bit about what they are used for, how they work and what you've learned from them, really?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we're very grateful for our partnership with Winnow. And the technology that we use to help us tackle food waste is a AI assisted vision based system that's basically a camera on top of a scale that allows our teams, our kitchen teams to get feedback on what what waste is occurring at the end of a service. And it allows us to be able to focus in on, oh wow, we had a lot more waste that came from trimming pineapples today and maybe we could trim that more efficiently, reduce on the amount of waste we're generating. So it allows us to be able to classify what is being thrown away so that we can really target and pinpoint where we need to focus to reduce waste further. Last year alone, the work that we did with Winnow allowed us to save nearly 240 tonnes of food waste just in the first implementation. And now that we've nearly doubled the number of systems we have, we're excited to see how those results impact us in in this year. So that was great
0: hearing from Megan of Abira Star, getting a bit of the science behind why we need to travel people often think the most sustainable thing we can do is stay at home and not travel at all. But I've loved this episode for helping remind us of how so many communities rely on revenue from travel and how important it is to better understand which travel operators and companies are working really hard to measure and monitor the negative impact and do more through their businesses to support, well, the stuff that really matters.
1: So that's episode five of our sustainable travel series. In the final episode next week, we're looking to the future for the sustainable travel trends in years to come. How holidays are changing for the better. See you then. This episode of The Standard Podcast was brought to you by Iberostar Hotels and Resorts.